0: Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. With me uh, again, as always, is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston.
2: What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, super excited. Got to kick off our new series. Yes, we did. This past Sunday, and uh, it's called Take Your Shot. And uh, man, really the basic idea behind Take Your Shot is uh, I think there's... Um, I think we need to pay attention to, uh, our mindset and what our purpose is and how God wants us to move forward in it. And so we're spending some time on that and yeah, really just focusing on on what it is, what does God want for us? What is our purpose? What does he want to execute? Um, you know, and, and even like, I think there's some things, J.O., that aren't even necessarily just, um, church related. You know what I mean? Like it's Mm. not just the dream team or joining a small group, even though, yeah, I think that there are some people that hopefully are going to take their shot in those arenas. But even like, I think there's some people out there, they've had this entrepreneur mindset and they've had this like great idea for a business and they just hadn't done anything. And it's like, man, like I I think, you know, I think God wants to move us in the direction
1: to start executing. Yeah. I mean, there's no better time to do those things and now and i don't mean that like the, a cliche statement i mean like
2: there's been no better time in the history right right then, of the, then, of, those, of our country
1: um yeah like with with the internet and things at your fingertips how you can you know like things like even like etsy you know if you're creative at all like or build something you can make it and just sell stuff on etsy and um. Yeah. That type of thing. It's just so simple. Yeah. I say simple loosely. Obviously, it's difficult to do all that. But you know, it's, it's not a, easy. Th- it's simple. Right. Right. Like right. you know, thirty, twenty, thirty years ago, a, a you know a homemaker, stay at home mom couldn't do that right you know uh, but now a stay-at-home mom can do that yeah when the exactly. kids when the kids are at school or at night or something totally. you know, back back in the day you had to be doing work stuff during work hours yeah but now with the internet man you could just you could literally do whatever you want It makes side hustles so
2: possible like it makes it to where you know um if you're willing to and i think that's the big thing is most people aren't willing to no. you know i think when it boils down to you, you and i for example you and i are both currently in the middle of a couple side hustles right now um so there, there are there's side hustles that we're both trying to pursue in regards to real estate one
1: i'm going to a meeting tonight
2: yeah so there's that but then even in addition to that there's like for us even knowing like all right we're going to need to be able to fund even those projects and we're looking into stuff like that but then there's other side hustles like that we're looking we're talking about doing different you know you've got one and i've got one you know with a place you used to work at yeah
1: and you're like you're I'm trying to the figure it out, <laughs> yeah, and I'm even trying to figure out what that looks like, yeah, because it could be huge, yeah, just a matter of capacity, right, and how much you you want to do there, but yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah, it, and
2: it's I'm just I'm in the exact same position it,
1: with with mine, you know, and that being the case, I, that's not everyone's thing, and sure. I think that's and that's cool too, um, yeah, but if it is your thing or you have this desire or this interest. And you may not even know, like for example, I like talk about my, my mom, right? That's not right. her thing, but my, so my mom doesn't work, but my mom's not the kind of person that sits around. Like she doesn't just sit all day and kind of yeah, watch TV. My mom's the my same way. Same way. Right. Like Exactly. Your mom is the same way. Can't do it. You know, her house is immaculate. Her yard's immaculate she works don't get me wrong like she works around the house sure. she keeps the house up um but she gets really bored she took up quilting my her sister and my aunt taught her to quilt and she's fell in love it just gives her something to do uh, i will never get another present probably that she buys from now on it's gonna be <laughs> a quilt i got a, i got a quilt for christmas and it's cool <laughs> like mom, she made the whole thing it's really cool see i'm
2: so strategic i would be i would give you a section of a quilt each year And then, like after ten years, you'd have a whole
1: quilt. Nah, uh, yeah, (laughs) I would not be the right recipient of that kind of gift. (laughs) But um, uh, yeah, but she's she is crafty like that, and not only that, like she at one point she made this like the whole palette thing was is popular. I don't know if it's still popular. It was popular, and you know she went on Pinterest and she saw something and she went and got a palette from behind some store and she made this cool thing hanging up in their living room. It's like I said, mom, you know you can. You can, you, can, uh, totally market that you, like can you don't even go, got to do like an Etsy account, just throw it on the Facebook marketplace. Right, right. And right. like, you know, you people pay 200 bucks for that. Yeah. Exactly. And she's like, I like, don't, oh, you know, that's just not her thing. But sure. I was like, if she, but she could. Right. You know, she just, she's like, I just don't want to do that much of it. I just like to mess around, you know?
2: Yeah. And the bottom line, she, number one, she doesn't have to. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Her and her and your stepdad are.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're okay. He makes pretty good money. Yeah, I mean, they're,
2: they're well taken care. of. So she doesn't have to. One, uh, two is I think she's also she may be at that point in her life where it's like I don't really like you know she's not thirty. She's not thirty five. Well,
1: here's the thing though. No, she's no. But here's the thing. Even if it's not like like for example like in her example, her real life example is like you know she's like you know if I could go get a part time job or a job, I can. We could be out of debt in this many years instead of this many years. Right. So I'm like, Mom, but you don't even have to go get a job. Like, you can do what you're doing. So you may not really – you don't want to go get a job either, but you're talking about doing it because you have a goal. Right. So instead of going and getting a job and working for the man – you know like do it at your own pace and what you want to do like make a quilt you know there's figure out what your time's worth and how many hours does it take to make a quilt yeah. figure out what you think your time's worth per hour and post a price on that bad boy or totally. go you know go Go on the Facebook marketplace find people's old crap you know a table that they're getting rid of for 20 bucks you bring it home sand it restain it do all the stuff you love to do and now you put it now you put it up for 100 right you know you just made $80 lick you know yeah. so that kind of thing. You know, so it's not even like I want to start a business, do this. It's like, man, maybe you just have a goal. And instead of it's changing a mindset, instead of like, I'm going to go work for so-and-so for 30 hours a week, man, maybe you can just do it yourself. Maybe you could do it yourself. Even if you didn't make as much money, yeah, like even if you made a little bit less, but you were happy and doing what you love, <laughs> Come man. On. There's something to that.
2: Come on, yeah, exactly. Because that's I think that's the thing, bro. Is, is like so many people are miserable in what they do now. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think you know, there is something to finding joy in what you do, not looking for what you do to bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's there is something to that. Like, uh, you know, to to in to making a decision that you're going to enjoy what you do, even if it's not your favorite thing. So I think there's something to that. But man, when it comes to a lot of particularly young people, you know, when I say young, I'm talking millennials 40 and under, but it definitely, you can be over 40 and still make these decisions. I'm just saying, you know, particularly for young people growing up in an electronic generation, internet, it's our baby. Like there's so much opportunity to do, I mean, there's so many opportunities for side hustle. There's so, for example, there's so many friends that we have that they're in debt. They complain about being in debt. You know, they they hate. Uh, you know, they're not particularly fond of their job, but they know they need to do it. And good for them. Like they could be living on their mom's couch, so whatever. But I'm just saying, like, so there's there's all these things. Um, but when I look at them, and it's a running joke in our friend circle that me, you, and I don't play video games you and I are not we're not video gamers like Wait, we don't, is
1: there a joke though they make fun of us or uh, something? kind of a little bit they, huh.
2: they don't really make fun of us we're they're fun. just like yeah. <laughs> they'll say something that's a joke that they all get and they're like well Brad and Justin don't get it cause it's like, <laughs> and it's like oh yeah yeah. yeah. I, and it, I, it genuinely doesn't bother me it's <laughs> not like I say it doesn't <laughs> yeah. but it kind of does well, hey,
1: it literally doesn't yeah, bother me well, number one few things ever bother me so, <laughs> but, but yeah, no. yeah right, it's right. just not my thing now I don't make fun of them for doing well in a joking way in joking way we I, do but not like for real
2: but all that to say is are are we you know there's a my thing is and my response every time you know they're like well you just don't play video games blah blah blah." i number one i have an addictive personality so i know if i start playing a video game i'll be the dude that's like up till 3 a.m with cheetos in his hair like so i know that for one so that's why that's my biggest reason why i do it but the second reason i don't do it is capacity and it goes back to a word you used earlier where i don't have the capacity to give my time to that because if i'm going to take on something that's going to consume me even more more so that I'm already consumed by what I'm doing. It's going to be something that makes me money. I'm an entrepreneur. I always have been. I always will be. And if I'm going to give that kind of time, attention, and detail and become consumed by something, it's going to be something that I can then in turn pay my house off with, my car, take better care of my wife. It's not going to be something empty and mundane. But flow. I, I also don't have a life that I feel like I need to escape from.
1: All right escapism
2: escapism I, yeah. I don't really have that now uh that's not to say that all of our friends that play video games do
1: have those kind of honors no, no. or they're trying to escape whatever well, most of them just genuinely enjoy it and here's just the they thing: they have fun it's like gv says though, here, the thing is though if you're if you're a person and you love to play video games like cool more on you. and 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 if you're happy and if you're happy yeah like I I almost <laughs> in yeah uh, I almost envy you like because you're happy your life is what you want it to be. However, right. if you play thirty hours of video games a week and then complain that you don't have enough money or you're I I, I can't figure out how to get caught up on my bit like it, it, that's a different conversation. Like Facts. now now your actions aren't mapping your words because you could cut that video games to five hours a week and spend those other twenty five hours Facts. doing something. Come on, yeah. you know. So um, I if you're happy like do whatever but if if you complain you know you you mentioned debt and things like the problem with debt for christians as us for us as believers is imagine what we could do if we didn't have stupid debt and i say stupid debt meaning understand you pretty much are gonna at some point have a mortgage and probably a car payment but you should try to avoid that too at all costs you know or or be ideally or be a goal to get rid of it pay it off yeah um, like my you, truck is paid off yeah like don't get a new car every three years no, if, you, if you can avoid that so um but like with credit card debt and all these that, that young people get trapped into but you know even as a believer like for example my car payment like i that would free up a few hundred dollars a month that i could be more generous with sure like maybe I, maybe you want to be generous but can't because you got to pay your credit card bill so and your true, car payment man. and your yeah, yeah, yeah. I just and that's that's why i do love dave ramsey because it's like some of dave ramsey's stuff it, it seems like a far-fetched like this would be great if i could do that but right. how do you get there um but it's like ultimately you say man imagine what the kind of saying he uses, I like, imagine, what the people of God could do in the kingdom of God if they didn't have all this stupid debt.
2: Right, right, right. And totally. I, I, I
1: totally get that. Like, yeah,
2: I I totally agree. And yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, it's it's a matter of making the right calls for you. You know, like it's uh, you know, it, Ashley Ash, Ashley's got a new car. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and but the reason we made that decision is we made a, a we made a wise, long term decision in that that would if we had gone a different route it would have cost us more money over the next 10 years so we decided to make a certain call you know what i mean so the,
1: there's a lot yeah uh, variables and we totally and, and everybody's situation unique you know so uh and here's the thing like going back to taking your shot and it may not be a business thing but maybe you've wanted to like write a book or yeah um start a blog or a podcast or a podcast like yeah. maybe you want to do something like that or maybe you just want to like like you know i hate resolutions but maybe you i have a goal of like being in the gym three to four times a week and you haven't been like it's like whatever it is it's like like do that like like get, get get to it totally and i think that's a i think that's the thing bro
2: is it's like man even in that you know there's you know there's two or three podcasts you and i are trying to launch this year you know like there's real talk then i'm working on something a side project with the better today thing. And then, um, and then we're talking about this leadership, you know, there, there's like, there's man, so much more that even we're talking about doing now that we just haven't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're working towards why. And I think that's a thing is it's, it's, I think that people lose a desire to take their shot. I think people lose a desire to be champions. I think people, Lose the desire for greatness and and to obtain uh, and accomplish really great things when they just get bogged down with the mundane. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when they just kind of get like, today is just going to be today and then tomorrow. And it's like, man, there's so much more opportunity. There's so much more promise. Like there's so much more that can be accomplished if we just decide that it's worth setting out to accomplish you know what I mean like exactly and and, and, and yeah I I agree man I think there's I think there are books out there I think there are people in our church right now and or maybe you're not in our church or maybe you watch us online but maybe you're outside of the city or the state maybe you're listening from another country but I I think there's things and resources in the people of God right now that God wants to shine a light on he wants to do something with um but man you got to take some risk you got to say yes you got to Put in the work. And I think that for a lot of millennials in particular, they hate that idea. Like, man, I got to grind a little bit. I got to work a little bit. Like the side hustle you and I are both looking at doing, like that's going to be later nights, right? <laughs> like it's going to be later nights. It's going to be... We have to relearn certain things about different industries that have changed or shifted or whatever. Like we have, have to study up on knowledge. Bro, I've been out of that game for 11 years, man. Listen, and for mine, I, it's an industry I'm not even honestly completely familiar with. I know how the role that I, w- I would be bringing to the table, but I still have to become familiar with a brand new industry to be able to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Ultimately for you and I, it both boils on to some leadership stuff, but at the, also at the end of the day, like the, it's a new. You got to contextualize it though. Yeah. Yeah
1: and that's the thing though but to me it's like you know i'm 30 how, 33 the 30. <laughs> thing for a second. L- like i'm 33 and, and i like am now 32, 32 after last week's yeah. podcast so yeah yeah um but you know i'm trying to i'm trying to be i'm trying to set my personal life but financially yeah, man. you know that at at a certain age where i don't have to work or i can just like you know, just do whatever, like as far as ministry goes or sure, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that type do of thing. Do what you want to do, know what you got to do. Yeah. So, um, and for, for, you know, I'm thinking retirement stuff. I'm thinking retirement and and, at, yeah. and all that. So, um, cause you know, we're a small, we're a smaller church in you this, in this, us at TC, we're a smaller church in the sense of we're not, um, like some larger churches that have, you know, 401k stuff set up. We don't have that. Like we have to figure that out on our own. But, um, so yeah, like man, it's compat- right. if that means I can't go hang out, as much with people during the week at night, because I'm gonna be working. Like that's cool. I, I I like the Dave Ramsey going back to him. That saying like I'm I'm gonna live like no one else. So later I can live like no one else. You yeah, know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you play your video games every night when you get home. But uh, you know, yeah. when you're 16, so you got a mortgage, and yeah. I've been chilling for a decade. Mm-hmm. Hey.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what, and that's what people underestimate. So I, I mean, you haven't talked about this, so you're finding out about it right now as we're, as we're kind of on this, but I, I really fell in love with the string finders thing that Doug did with us. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. So, so I'm, I'm actually looking into becoming a, a coach for that. Yeah. Like I'm, I've, ordering you know i'm going to be reading through the Strength finders book the 2.0 like i want to dig into that i
1: have the digital copy by the way
2: send me that please uh so but i want to dig into that um because for the thing that i'm looking at doing right so the for that side hustle that i'm looking at engaging in Mm -hmm. that could be a very valuable thing to have in my um in my toolbox you know what i mean and to be able to offer that so you know the problem is man it's like A lot of money it's a lot of money to become a coach at that Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of knowledge it takes a lot of capacity but listen man like if i'm again going back to what we're talking about like there's no better time than right now to take a shot like that you know what i mean and here's the good news when it comes to like side hustles and stuff like that, when it comes to when it comes time to like pulling a trigger on something that's brand new or doing something that's um, in addition to what you do, you know, for us, like we're pastors, we lead this church, we love it. These are just little things in addition to that. Listen, if you give it all you've got and you fall flat on your face, you haven't lost anything. Like, and I think that's what people need to like grab a hold of. There's no better time to start taking your shot. There's no better time than to start swinging for the fences. It's like, it, it, like learn it, absorb. You know, in mm. our thirties, like I've got some time. You know what I mean? Especially if my wife goes to bed earlier than I do. To be able to go to back to my office, you know, she goes to bed at goes to bed at like nine nine thirty um and sometimes a little later but like for for her to go to bed early then for me to go back to my office and study up on strength finder stuff for me to go back to my office and study up on leadership principles um for this side deal that i'm doing like yeah like man i'm I, for me i'm not spending that time you know take the take the gaming thing out of the situation for a second i'm not going to spend that time you know I, I i'm convincing myself not to spend that time binge, binge watching netflix or Right. You know what I mean, or because or I do do that. Yeah. Like it's it's a matter of like no no no. I'm gonna I'm gonna intention. I'm going to be intentional about that time, so that I can set myself up to accomplish these things. And ultimately, I do believe that those opportunities that the Lord is throwing in front of us for us to accomplish great things. Ultimately, lead for us being able to do more in the kingdom, like you were talking about, having more resources to be able to help the kingdom, just like we were talking about, having more time. Maybe, maybe you're not going to make tons more money. You're just going to be more efficient about how you make the same amount, so that you have more time to be with your family, do things at the church, like whatever, serving the dream yeah. team in a bigger capacity, lead a small group, just etc. Right? Mm. So it's like, man, those variables really come at you, and they change. So the question is, like, what are you doing? about your opportunities
1: what are you doing about your opportunities you know man that's a good question a lot of people i think a lot of people um have more opportunities than they realize i think some people are just really bad at at uh noticing their opportunities you know they're they're bad at realizing when something's presented to them right a right, right. a, a possible door to open or something right um you know, and that's another conversation. You know, um. Uh, but yeah, like what? What? What do you got, man? We live in, we live in the greatest. We're living in the greatest era to do these. We've already said that. Just because it's so easy, it's at everyone's fingertips. You know, we've got about what nine years now of killer economy. For, for the most part, um, you know, it's like, it just, yeah. Like, just get to work. So yeah. Do what you got to do. Like, put your head down. Put your head down and and go to it. Yeah. And. You know, and then even young people, man. There's a lot of pressure on young kids to have their life figured out at 18 years old when they're going into college and what you want to do the rest of your life. Listen, I don't even worry about like. Maybe you need to dabble a little bit in college. I don't know of different things, but, you know, that's a whole different conversation. We get off topic with that quick. but
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I think it boils down to just the, the idea of, like, what is it? And I think the common thread question for this particular podcast on this week. And, and what's cool is take your shot. You know, we got six weeks we're doing on this. And I think that we'll be able to have even more of these conversations and more fun conversations. But I think the question becomes, uh, on this particular podcast is like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Like what's standing in your way? What's stopping you from saying yes, right? The, The sermon from Sunday is that champions just do it differently like so we're all we all have to attack life but champions attack life differently you know and we even opened up we were talking about like lebron and michael jordan which did you like were you ever a bulls fan like were you ever a sports mm-hmm. fan you just not your lane well I mean, you know who they are, obviously. But, yeah,
1: you know. and and I do watch a little bit of certain sports, but not enough to really follow. When I was a kid, like the Bulls, like the the, the '90s Bulls and stuff. Yep. I mean, as a kid, sure. So like I knew of it. My dad would watch sometimes, but right, right, right. I, I you know I don't you know, sure I, gotcha. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Oh Lord, <laughs> forget Michael Jordan. He's the uh, go-to, uh, but I mean, no, uh, no, he ain't not anymore. <laughs> uh, um, Michael Jordan, you know, obviously, he's arguably the greatest of all time right, you know and right, like, right, you right. knew that back then but uh so yeah i mean i know but i didn't follow
2: yeah no and and, and i think that's a thing too bro i think that's worth well i
1: was gonna say like yeah, champions do it differently but there's there's i think there's two parts of the equation for this the idea of a champion or whatever context that means whether you're okay. sports or you know just a champion at life and everything's you know right uh, is is i think there is a skill there's a skill level totally right so i'll never i can i can spend 15 hours a day on a basketball court i'll never be the greatest right you know what i'm saying Facts. like never totally. ne- never going to be the greatest right um and it's like that for everyone depending on what it is you know i'll i probably will never be able to quilt like my mom even if i quilted all day for a year to learn like you know what i'm saying so it's it's a skill but you add that You add to the mix the dedication and the commitment level. You know, LeBron James is probably the best of the last 10 years. You know, I mean, people argue whether it's him or Michael Jordan of all time, you know, LeBron James the last 10 years. Definitely the best in our era.
2: Right. For sure. For sure. sure. So,
1: you know, he – he's not the greatest just because he's th- that much better right he's that much better because of the other stuff too like yeah. i read i read he he spends a million dollars a year on his body
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know we're talking about his chef and his trainer and stuff chef trainer yeah.
1: the e- everything yep. equipment like all these things like you drop in a middle of the year just like that alone because he's 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 my age yeah he's still the Best in the NBA, and he's what, yeah. ten years older than. Yeah, my back hurts uh, when I
2: wake up. A uh, ten years older than a lot of <laughs> those
1: guys. <laughs> right, 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 right. But, what I, but he just—it's—he's committed. He could probably. Yeah. Uh, He's he could have said, "Look, I'm only going to spend a hundred thousand a year, you know." But it's just a commitment level, you know. Shows to practice early. You leave. You leave practice after everyone. Well,
2: that's and that's what some of the guys talk about, you know, in regards to LeBron. That's what some of the guys talk about. Um, A lot of the commentators, a lot of the people that are doing the games and stuff, they talk about the fact that, uh, sure, yeah, he takes care of his body. He's obviously freakishly athletic. Like let's not let's not cut ourselves. That goes back to the the natural skill. Natural skill. Yeah, there's no denying that he was. He was built to play basketball, or football, um, or hockey, or anything that has to do with physical contact. He's huge, but you take you like you said, take that aside. What makes him great isn't his natural skill, and the commentators talk about this all the time, and even other coaches talk about it. Mike Krzyzewski from Duke even talked about this. He's a college coach, but uh, LeBron played for him on Team USA, and Mike Krzyzewski said this. He said. At any given time, Michael Jordan is the smartest basketball player on the court. When it comes to basketball, in other words, like he he doesn't just run the play the coach ran. He knows why the play works. Like he's dissected everything that's happening on the court. And the only way that that happens is you spend time. Like you know the game of basketball. You can sit down and ask. I remember there was a there was something that happened in one of the games, and they were asking LeBron why they lost, and he literally went second by second through the last minute and half of the game and was like, well, this person did this and then that turnover and then that person shot that shot and shouldn't have been there, but we should have had two rebounders, only had one. Unfortunately, they got the offensive board, got a put right. back, and one He made the free throw. Uh, like He he could – because he studies the
1: game. Well, I saw the video of him and his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. son was frustrated and whatever. Yeah, and he was talking it, he through, was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, but you did this here and then that happened. and then, yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, yeah, so – so and you go back to that didn't just start you go when when LeBron was twelve right. or thirteen yep. in the summertime when all his friends are out running around he's taking a thousand shots a day yep. in his driveway on a basketball goal
2: yeah yeah and you and you, and you add to that like you know he's he's he recognizes yeah I'm physically capable of doing amazing things but if I'm gonna be a champion if i'm gonna be great it's gonna take more and i think there's so many people in life i think there's so many people in uh the kingdom that they they either look at other people and they go oh look how good they are i'll never get there yeah. <laughs> or or um the or they take the well i it's good i'm naturally talented so i'm just good enough
1: yeah and they misunderestimate the the investment though and that's the problem with our generation and younger is we want it right now microwave society it's like man you they look at beyonce and think beyonce is the greatest thing you know there's almost like a religion around beyonce almost Uh, there there is there is is a religion you know but there's this thing with beyonce and everyone forgets the fact that number one destiny's child came out in what 97 98 yep. 99 yep. which how long ago is that 20, 20 years
2: 20 something years. and year, then yeah.
1: before that her dad had her singing for uh, she's been in this for 25 to 30 years yep. every day working on her craft that's right and here she is the last five years 10 years really on top of the world yep you know like people forget that you yep. know michael jackson love him or hate him with all his weird freaky weird stuff stuff, yeah you know but i mean and you know yes their dad was probably a slave driver and all that definitely a psychopath but you know from from birth yeah he was the greatest of all time in mid, late 90s, early 2000s, everyone just adored him. But, I mean, he's been his whole life. That was his whole life. That's right. That's right. So, the whole idea of I want to be the best now, and then you're going to you're gonna tell the world, like, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to be the best businessman of all time. But then you go home and you're on Netflix or video games for two hours. Right, right, hey, right. Uh, yeah, no, she, no, no. No.
2: Yeah. doesn't you're, happen. You're not grinding behind the scenes. You're certainly not going to be able to perform. And, and that's you know, what we said. It's like, you know, what, what people do behind the scenes dictates how they perform in public. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What you practice when no one else is looking dictates how you perform in public. And people like, man, I really think we need to grab a hold of that kind of truth, man, is it's like what are you putting in the work for? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you setting out to do? You know what I mean? Um in and, regards to that type of mentality.
1: And what's cool is man, now shift all that conversation and thinking into a ministry church context. That's right. Man, like you know, how uh, the years that I've been in church, how many times I heard people—I almost said older people, but I'm just going to say people—just people complain yeah. about not, and I—I I don't mean complain super negative, but even like make comments about, man, we need, we need to get this younger generation. They've gone crazy. They need Jesus, blah blah. And like, yeah, you're right. Yes, like, and amen. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that, but no one's willing to to invest even in them. Like, That's right. you know, so. Um, man, you want to disciple people? One, you need to know your stuff a little bit. Like how much you got to spend some time, in, you got to spend some time in the word, you got to spend some time yeah. in, in, in developing your, your walk so that when Listen, yeah. someone is present, put in front of you, you can disciple them or talk to them about, um, the things of God. Well, that, yeah, that's,
2: and that's such a problem right now. Like Take the pipeline, for example. All right. Average age in the pipeline right now is about 31, I think, um, maybe a little older, maybe like 33 but even still, average age of the nine leaders who are investing themselves for ministry, future, and leadership in the pipeline right now, average age is 33. Keeping in mind that there's a couple of them in their 40s and there's a couple of them in their 20s, right? So all that said, but with with that in mind, what we're teaching in the pipeline right now, it, it's good. Like It needs to be taught. The reason we're having to teach it in the pipeline is because all of the older saints and all of the older people in churches, and this is like a capital C church, the church nationwide or internationally, not our church, is that like what we're teaching theologically, um, doctrinally. Um, from a eschatological standpoint uh, and then from a leadership standpoint should be poured into other should it should be part of a discipleship process no
1: nah, man it ain't though and because people aren't taking up like what they should be doing no one knows that that's why if there's uh, look at that's why well, the the probably only thing that i find fascinating about the mormon church
2: right i mean you they, know what you know they
1: know like man
2: it may be false but they know it (laughs) right right Right. so
1: that that's just such the problem with christianity is no the, the percentage of christians of professing christians that can tell you why they believe what they believe other than other than the cliche answers of i just have faith or the bible says right or that's what I was. T- that's what my, that's what parent, my parents yeah, did. My or parents, parents taught me. told me whatever. Other than like those, three, and when I say what the Bible says, obviously you know what I mean by that. Of, of but, wh- but why? Because you can read something. I can read something like there's whole different schools of thought and theologies, and it's all the same Bible, just how it's interpreted and contextualized and right. everything else. So, um other than you know, man, it's just man. I, I coming from a charismatic background. You know, I mean, how many people I could go to and say, "Why do you believe that?" And they can't tell you. Can't tell you. Can't tell you. They can't even. Uh, how many of them can't even? You know, I can't even give you a, 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 a scripture reference. Yeah. Uh, even close. Just give me the book, bruh. Like, yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> give me the right. book that that's in.
2: Or summarize the verse that might exist. <laughs> right. Like. You know what I mean? Like summarize. Like give me, give that, me a general idea. Not, like, that's, not even that's, location.
1: That's one thing I think that the Baptist Church traditionally has done a good job. It with, has with their Sunday school over the years and teaching. I think that's probably one of the better denominations, or you know, that has that at least has put uh, effort into teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think Sunday school is getting played out just by the nature of the format. That's just sure. my opinion, but well, yeah, uh, uh, but um, the heart behind it, I think, is great. Yeah, like well, that. We got to do something other than the service, That's teaching.
2: We, yeah, because Ashley and I had this conversation a while back, and we were, we were talking about our upbringing, which is largely charismatic. Uh, both her and I both kind of come from that upbringing a little bit, and we were talking about I, w- I was explaining to her the separation, the difference between, um, uh, and and kind of the downfall. Honestly, like why I was frustrated. Um, now, obviously. You know, what Ashley and I have gone through over the past year, um, you know, as Jabin's gone home to be with the Lord and some of those things, it's prompted us to have to ask certain theological questions that maybe other people don't have to ask because the pain hasn't, their theology and their pain threshold hasn't had to level out yet. Yeah. Right. So, but even for us, like I remember talking to her and and her asking me a question. I'm trying to remember exactly what the question was, but I, I was breaking down to her the difference um, and what the Baptist church, the Baptist and Presbyterian, some of these churches have done well and the charismatic church has failed at. And then what the charismatic church has done well, but th- some of these others I believe has, has somewhat failed at and that the, the Baptist churches and Presbyterian churches and some of these other churches, like when it comes to doctrinally sound theology, like when it comes to understanding biblical text and context and hermeneutics and all of those things, uh, I, like I think they do a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. Like they they've really gone out of their way to make disciples um, and they've they've really gone out of the way to teach and train and to develop day in and day out disciples. That's been their goal. And I think they've done a good job. I think that where they probably have erred towards caution in a certain arena is is teaching and understanding how the Holy Spirit is an active part of that in a, in our day-to-day lives. So I think they reference, all, but I think they they undervalue the gifts of the Spirit, how they're still very prominent today. Um, and so uh, I think they under maybe undervalue or undercommunicate it a little bit. You know, it's, it's the running joke, and I know it's not serious, but it kind of is, you know, that run in some of the circles where it's like, uh, all I need is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. <laughs> like, right. you know, and it's like, man, I think they've kind of missed that a little bit. Whereas on the charismatic side of things, it's all about the event. I just need one more altar experience. I just need one more great church service. I just need one more fire tunnel. I just need one more, like, I just need one more weeping session on the carpet yeah. during worship. Bust out the
1: shofar. I, get that's so we, we
2: need great experiences, but no one's making disciples. They're just making great experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think both of y'all missed it. I think there needs to be experiences where God generally wrecks our lives, but there needs to be a follow-up. There needs to be discipleship. There needs to be conversation. There needs to be development and training and discipline and well, all those things that come along with follow-up. I've Lord, always you
1: know? gotten tickled by the little things like, um, you know, like you drive by a church and like on their sign, it's like revival happening in three weeks with a day. I'm like, oh, y'all, we scheduled those we schedule now? We scheduled those, yeah. <laughs> like, so I, it's happening. It's like, okay let's define revival yeah three days of church <laughs> services <laughs> like, <laughs> you know just so it's like i believe there's genuine moves of god that are revival but i don't believe that we get to set the date and time right right, um, right, 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 right. and then just because you got a guest speaker you have a service every night like that's not really a revival now that may be cool that you have the guest speaker and do it every night like have those services like on, but, yeah. but 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 I just, that kind of stuff, just I find humorous. So, okay. no, I'm not trying to show, throw shade at anybody who's listening that maybe you're even a pastor that does that. Just know that there are people like me that I find that funny. Yeah, so, I think it's funny. there's that. So, yeah. moving on.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's quite, quite, quite prophetic for you to do that. But, anyways, yeah, I think that it, it just is, man. I think the charismatic church got too spooky. And I think the the some of the more traditional churches and, and Baptist, Presbyterian, some of these other churches have um gotten too stiff and i think that but there's a happy medium between uh, some some y'all need to tighten up some y'all need biblical. to loosen up tighten up and loosen up baby so all that to say though is that i do think that there's a different mindset when you're when, when we're going at life when we're going at purpose when we're going at what god has for us and, and yeah this may come across to some of you as perhaps a little bit more motivational than biblical um, but I I don't think so. I think that God very much has plans and purpose for us um, that he wants us to step into. And I think how we think about ourselves can oftentimes harness how, how and what God is going to do in our lives. No doubt um you know and, and just kind of scrolling through some of the things we talked about we we kind of dug into Deuteronomy a little bit on Sunday and understanding hermeneutically that Deuteronomy is catered towards you know God's people in the Old Testament but I think a lot of that is something that God still wants to promise and open up for us today it's just not taking those scriptures literally and you know in chapter 30 and stuff but just to kind of rattle these off for you real quick um you know, is that uh, champions have a different mindset. They Champions just do it, but they always do it a little differently. They have a different mindset going into everything they do. Um, and so to rattle those off for you real quick, J.O., what do we got for the first one?
1: Uh, champions take ownership. Champions take
2: ownership. And a couple of the phrases we used, first of all, is that victorious living doesn't interrupt your life. You have to pursue it. And I think so many people are sitting back in the recliner just waiting for the right job or the right opportunity or whatever to just fall into their lap. And it's like, huh, like victorious living doesn't just interrupt your life. But more importantly, I think there's a lot of people, they look in the mirror, they tell themselves they're a loser. They live their life like they're a loser. They go to work and they come home like they're a loser. But then they, they want to expect to have this champion mindset. It's like no, 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 not gonna happen. Yeah, you know I love the interviews with Michael Jordan where he's like, "They're like, were you ever afraid of anyone on the court?" He's like, "No, never." He's like, "I I may not have been the had the best game or whatever, but I was never afraid to attack anyone on the basketball court." Here's the problem with the the
1: goats, goats. A lot of people think they're arrogant. They yeah, they do. You're right. Yeah, you know, well I used to tell when I used to do sales and even some sales training, man, I used to we used to say, now I was in the type of sales where it's like full commission. Yeah. Sell or don't eat. Sell or don't eat. And we're selling stuff that no one needs. Yeah, <laughs> right, no one, right, no right. one needs a $150,000 motor home facts, you know, um, that being the case, it's like, we used to say like your face is a mirror. Right. So, and, and this applies to church. Like people, like if you're a greeter at a church, you serve in a capacity where you're interacting with guests. Like, your face is a mirror, and a smile is so important, even a baby knows what it is. Like, that's kind of the- True. You know, so- like Come you, on, yeah. But the simple little phrase is, like, you tell new sales guys or sales guys, like, you need to tell yourself, in the morning, I like you. Like, when you look in your bathroom mirror in the morning, if you got to put a post-it note right on your mirror, yep. I like you. Because- if you don't believe it, like, it'll, it'll come out in your tone, yeah. it'll come out in your facial expressions, it'll yeah. come out in your... Not not believe in the crap you're trying to sell. Right. Like, the motorhome, is it a good one or a bad one, is it a good feature? Not that, but if you just, if you don't even like yourself, yeah. it's going to come out, and it comes across as... It, but the problem w- what you run into in a sales thing yep. is now it comes across as disingenuous or maybe even... Uh, like you could be lying, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. in a sense, like your tone, like the product's not worth it, it, whatever. Right? So, yeah, um, man, you just gotta believe. Like you, I like you. Yeah, G- you have to like yourself.
2: Give Justin and I, if you were to, t- if you were to put Justin and I on a team, and put us up against two people that don't understand this concept, and ask me and Justin to sell something, and then ask them to sell oh, you're, something, you're done. You you are toast. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, so it's a wrap. I, I don't care if they don't even want it, like. No. There's a good chance they're going to buy it. Like b- because number 1, we believe in us and it doesn't even have to be something that we necessarily believe in because people buy the man, they don't buy the product or the woman also. Like they buy the person, they don't That's buy right. the product. So the it, it's what are you selling? For many of you out there, you're not really selling products, but you are selling yourself. That's it. Like, you, you know, you've been trying to get a promotion for three years, but when you sell yourself to your boss, you seem like you don't care. You don't show up on time. You don't care about anyone that works around you. And you're not willing to stay late ever to try to make sure a project gets done. But you want the promotion. Right.
1: I mean, you just got to figure out how to become invaluable, even yeah. to, your, to your boss or your company, whatever that
2: means. That's right. Some of you, I mean, I've told people this. I've been telling people this. Some of you are selling yourself to a company that will replace you tomorrow if something happened to you. That's true too. like, man, listen, you, you need to make yourself to where if you were absent tomorrow, it is
1: felt, but man, it's, it's, and it even goes back to look, I think of all these cliche statements that are so true, but it's like people don't even, even, even in sales, but not even sales, but you at your job or whatever, people don't remember even what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. That's right. You know? So it's like, man, I don't remember what that guy, I don't remember exactly what he said, like husband and wife two days after they looked at a motorhome with me they don't remember what i said but they remember how i made them feel that's right and that speaks goes back to the limbic part of the brain neocortex Mm -hmm. it speaks to what drives behavior that's right so you want your you you looking for a promotion which comes with a raise you got to speak to the part of the decision maker's brain that drives decision making on his part yeah and feeling is it like it, that type of that's thing? Right. Not not uh, showing them your stats ain't gonna drive that. That's not gonna do it, yeah. Because um, it's not about what you said or did; it's how you made them feel. So yeah. that's just all almost psychology, which is, which is almost like you know there could be somebody sitting out there going, "But man, my 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 record or whatever should speak for itself." And you're right; it just it sometimes doesn't. No, nah, it doesn't. And that doesn't mean it's right or even fair. But who yeah. said anything's fair? I mean, well, that's what we talk. I mean, we
2: talk about that here. You know, we talk about culture carriers a lot, man. Like that's been a big thing this past this year thus far, and it will continue to be, you know, because it's there there are for example, there are people that have been doing ministry in our church longer than some of the people that are recently starting getting promoted like within the within the ranks if you will or or at tc right um we've had a lot of leadership changes in a good way like new people stepping into new roles but a lot of them are like new people or um, people that when we did it sometimes people like why well why why that person or whatever and it's like because they've got it Mm -hmm. like they believe in it like they believe in themselves. they're selling it and even where there's insecurities or whatever like they're they're putting it on like they're they're thinking like a champion and even in the back of their mind whether they've got insecurities or frailties or issues that they're dealing with like they're putting it on and they're deciding i'm gonna be a champion even if i still got stuff i'm dealing with right and how many people out there Are you choosing not to attack life? You're choosing not to have your best marriage. You're choosing not to love your family the best way you can. You're choosing not to do better at your job. You're choosing not to serve in the best possible way uh, at your local church, whether it's TC or somewhere else. You're choosing not to do any of those things because you just don't believe in yourself. How terrible is that? Sad day. The kingdom of God suffers because some of us don't believe in ourselves enough, knowing that when Jesus chose to go to the cross, he did it with our pictures on his mind.
1: That's the thing. There's so much scripture that you can back that up, you know? Like,
2: yeah. Like, mm-hmm. God believed in you enough to let Jesus die for you, but you don't believe in you enough to go after whatever it is you're, you're needing to go after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right? And all of those things to help the kingdom. Like, none of it is so that we can just have more things. Right, right not the prosperity gospel so don't get me twisted here what i'm talking about is believing in yourself enough to go after things so that as you go after you're fulfilling number one the things that god is putting your heart that he's promising you but number two so you can make the greatest possible impact in the kingdom um and I, man I, I i just refuse to believe that um uh, that god wants us to live victim mentalities i'm not saying he wants us to have a huge bank account that's not what i'm talking about um although maybe for some of you out there that's in the cards for you that's what exactly what god's going to do for you and if he does so be it i support that all day long but you can you can live paycheck to paycheck and still have a champion's mindset you can you can have uh, unusual or uh you can have a kid out of you know out of wedlock you could have a, a baby before you're married um be getting ready to get married to a girl who's not the mother of your child. All of those things being uh, scenarios that aren't what you have picked out for your life if it had gone differently. Um, And all of those things can be variables and you can still choose to live with a champion's mindset.
1: Happens all the time.
2: That's it. And it's just like we said on the take ownership part. It's like, listen, if anyone's ever done it, if anyone's ever come from the neighborhood you've come from, had the income class you've had, had you know the same skin color as you and they've accomplished something then you can too you may have to work harder you may have to earn it you may have to work later nights than the other person that's not the same color as you or race as you yeah, you that, may have to like you it, may have to it, grind it's harder. not a fair playing field but it can it, it, it but is you can possible. still get there it's, yeah yeah it's it's not i, I believe that and, and so that's that's huge because there will be there's either the pain of discipline or the pain of disappointment mm. or regret Right, mm-hmm. so you can discipline yourself and accomplish what it is you're setting out to accomplish, or what God has for you to accomplish. Um, so there's the there's the pain that it takes to do that, or there's the pain of disappointment or regret. And you're gonna you're going to live one of the two. So I would much rather choose discipline than discipline all day. What, and then yeah, they change their standards. Champions change the standards. They change what they let around them. Listen, if you want a side hustle you want to make more money you want to do all those things um and, but all you do is hang out with people that have no ambition you need to change your circle man but bring that to the ministry context bring that into a spiritual world you want to love your wife better you want to be a better example of jesus to your wife but all you do is hang out with single people or people that their marriages crashed or people that don't love their wives well you need to change your circle <laughs> through that you you need to change your circle that's I, I think that's why you know our marriage small group that ashley and i are hosting right now man i think there's something in that and it's not about me and ashley there's people are catching on like man there's something too even just being around other couples where there are men who are trying to honor and love their wife the way christ loves the church and wives who are submissive in a healthy way to their husbands the way we are supposed to be towards christ like just being in those environments is helping sh- change and shape some of these marriages.
1: No, no doubt has to.
2: Right, and so and then lastly, champions redefine themselves. That was the last thing we talked about, and that our our identity is tied to Christ. Um, but man, at the end of the day, just like Tony Robbins says, whatever we've tied our identity to is who we will continue to be. That's good. So whatever, what, however you see yourself is who you're going to continue to be. It's not until you decide that you're going to stop believing the lies that you believe about yourself, or that the enemy keeps feeding you, or that you let other people keep telling you, that you're ever going to change that. Right? Like you, it's up to you. Make the call. Like you have to change the lies that you allow into your life. Right. And so because of that, man, like we have to uh, allow ourselves and realize that our mindsets have to change. That's what all this boils down to.
1: Champions think different.
2: Champions think different. I don't know about everyone else listening on this podcast, (laughs) J.O., but, uh, man, I have a number of things that I'm setting out to accomplish that, uh, sure. They're ambitions. They're ambitious. Um, but you know what? I believe it's going to help me be a better husband to my wife. I think it's going to help me be a better pastor to this church. Um, and I think it's going to help me impact people from the kingdom of God outside of this church. And in turn, uh, I think I will be temporarily compensated well while I'm on this earth. And there's nothing wrong with that. And secondly, I think that it will help uh, impact the kingdom of God eternally. And there's definitely no complaining about that. None. And I'm going to pursue it because I am choosing to think differently. And I am choosing to take on a champion's mindset. And I invite anyone out there to come along with J.O. and myself as we shift our thinking. Big things
1: popping. Little things (laughs) stopping. Where do you get these, bro? That's my my, my motto (laughs) for a long time. Big things popping, little little things things stopping. I think that's from a T.I. song, I think, but those little type of things stick in my head, and uh, that's been my motto, my internal motto for a while now
2: there you go okay well hey guys thanks for tuning in jo tell them where they can find more about the church
1: you can find us at transformationchurch.com or on instagram and facebook at transformation pensacola
2: and uh yeah guys so check back with us uh for next uh next week and uh we got some bonus episodes dropping this month which we're really excited about so um one of them yeah features my boy aunt brown you do not want to miss that man it's a powerful story um, and, you know, today we talked a lot about motivation. That was kind of the champion's mindset and taking your shot. Um, but Ant Story is unique because it gives you a window into what can happen in your life when you say yes to what God is telling you to do. Even when you don't know all the answers yet, even when things are undecided, even when you're confused, um, even when things look like they're falling apart, and they you actually think that they already have fallen apart, how God can come through His testimony is powerful. Uh, he is finishing up his bachelors in ministry right now. It's cool. And Bible college, you don't want to miss that story. So I encourage you guys to check it out. It'll be dropping later this week. So uh, we appreciate you guys checking in with us. You can uh, check back next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at follow up at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.